what's going to make you stand out is the thing that you might not think is the thing that's going to make you stand out. And when it comes to standing out in an attention economy, when everybody is grasping for everybody's attention, the thing that I've always seen that makes me different is being more imperfectly messy and just being myself. Hey, what's up, friends? I'm Vince Del Monte, father, husband, and the OG of online fitness marketing. For more than a decade, I've been committed to helping skinny guys pack on muscle. And after building multiple seven-figure online fitness businesses, I've achieved freedom and financial security through mentorship, hard work, and my passion for fitness. And I want to help you do the same. Recently, I've built the best mastermind coaching program that exists for fitness professionals by giving you the shortest no BS path to grow to six, seven, and even eight figures regardless of your starting level. My coaching was designed to give you the skills, systems, and support to become an industry mover and shaker and build the business and life of your dreams. Hey, welcome back to the Vince Del Monte podcast, and we've got a special episode from Vision Day 4. We're dropping this one first, and is with a good friend of mine, Jen Gottlieb, who is a specialist in getting seen and expanding your reach and growing your following. And today we dive into how to get 1,000 new Instagram followers a day. And later into this episode, she drops a very specific tactic that anyone can do that doesn't involve paid advertising to grow your following. And this has been tried and tested. So I strongly recommend if you are getting frustrated with a plummeting reach and you're pouring your heart and soul into your content, and you're just not seeing the growth that you desire and you deserve, you don't want to miss out on this episode. It's very tactical. She speaks in our type of language, very simple to understand. So grab a pen, grab some paper, take tons of notes on this one. And at some point, I forget when, but she drops a resource on how to grow your following with her 10 new content rules. And we'll drop a link to that in the show notes as well because it was very, very helpful. And I think you're gonna really love this episode. If you are serious about growing your brand and expanding your reach and actually seeing a return on your efforts and to know which efforts you should be focused on, this is a fire episode. Thanks, Jen. I had a great time talking with you and I hope everyone enjoys this episode. All right, welcome back to Vision Day number four. We have got a really special next hour uh, for you. And uh, this topic we're going to be digging into, I think, is something that is uh, crucial and a pain point for each and every person here. And it is on how to get attention, how to be seen. We've probably all heard Gary Vaynerchuk say a million times, attention is currency. We've heard Grant Cardone say a million times, if they don't know you, they can't flow you. And money follows attention. We know that. And we know the hardest thing to get is attention. So I'm really excited to bring up uh, one of my good friends here in the space, an individual I've had the opportunity to work with and learn from. And she is a rising star. And she has a background in fitness, which makes this even the more even more cool. And uh, her name is Jen Gottlieb. And if you don't know who she is, after a very successful five-year run as a host on VH1 and having a really successful career as a Broadway actress, she co-founded Super Connector Media, an award-winning online education 
program uh, with events. It's a training company and it teaches uh, business owners like us how to build profitable brands. And her, uh, her expertise is getting seen and getting people to discover you. As we heard in our last talk, Coach Michael, the only thing he realized that was difference uh, difference between him and many other coaches was that they knew how to get seen. They were better marketers, et cetera. So that's what we're focusing on today. And she's helped over 20,000 uh, business owners, experts, doctors, coaches grow their businesses uh, through this skill set that I am excited to learn about. Jen, welcome. Vince, I'm so excited to be here. This is so much fun. Uh, hi, guys. Really good to see you. Can you guys just get up in the chat really quick? I want to see where all of you are from. Just introduce yourself really fast. I love being able to actually communicate with y'all. This isn't just going to be a show where we're talking at you. We want to talk to you. There we go. Hey, Ray from California. Good to see you. Yeah, I want to meet every single one of you. So if you could just get up in that chat and drop it in there. Yo from Mississippi, Tampa, New Jersey, Washington State. You got a good group, Vince. I always get so excited when I get to talk to your people. They're ambitious. They're serious. They're ready to learn. Yeah. Um, one of the reasons that I like just live for this is because this kind of container is the container that I wish I had when I was starting my online coaching business. Because as Vince mentioned, I used to be, I was a personal trainer and then I transitioned into being an online coach. Any, anybody out there just like that? <laughs> you were a personal trainer in the gym and then you transitioned into being an online coach. Yep. Uh-huh. So one of my favorite quotes of all time is you can't connect the dots looking forwards. You can only connect them looking backwards. It's a Steve Jobs quote. And then he goes on to say, but you have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future, right? So I, I, I wouldn't have been able to tell you when I was a personal trainer that I would have ended up now owning a media company and teaching other coaches and experts and authors and speakers how to build profitable personal brands or having a, a PR agency or any of the things that I ended up doing. If you would have told me that I was doing this when I was a personal trainer, I would have been like, you are crazy. But when you look backwards, all the dots make sense. Right. I mean, drop drop a yes in the chat if you're like, yeah, I totally now I understand where I got here. I promise you that if you just keep following Vince and you keep learning from people and you keep putting yourself in communities like this, you're going to end up somewhere that's either exactly where you dreamed and envisioned you would be or somewhere so much better that you maybe couldn't even see right now. But getting to that first step in the vision, just getting there and taking action, taking that first action step to get that first piece of clarity is going to lead you on your way. So I'm just, yes, amen. Let's go. Vince, do you want to kick this off with questions? Do you just want me to talk? I mean, I could do all the things. Oh, I, oh, I know you can. So I, I think you're like me. So um, you can you can go probably on each one of my questions for a whole hour. But, you know, you shared your story. I definitely would love for you just to kind of jump right in. And where do you see business right now for coaches and you know what do you see is one of the biggest struggles to building a brand in 2023 people here want to be around for a long time not just the next couple months so what what are what do we need to know that we might be missing what are our blind spots I think the biggest thing that people need to be aware of right now is the attention economy and how, whereas maybe, I don't know, several years ago, even, I mean, it gets harder and harder with every single day that goes by to get people's attention. You guys can probably personally experience that. Now we have way less attention span to even watch a two-second reel. I'm scrolling so fast. I It's very, very hard. And there's so many ads now. And there's so many influencers. And there's so many people trying to get at everybody's attention. So how are you going to stand out from the crowd? How are you going to be the coach that's chosen over all the other online coaches? And I'm not trying to discourage you and say that there's so many out there. I'm actually trying to encourage you and help you to realize 
what's going to make you stand out is the thing that you might not think is the thing that's going to make you stand out. And what I've learned over my experience, and this is, and by the way, anything that I tell you guys or teach you or share with you is only because I've implemented it in my personal experience. So this isn't something that I learned from some guru on the internet. This is like me actually trying things and doing them and seeing what works and seeing what doesn't. And when it comes to standing out in an attention economy, when everybody is grasping for everybody's attention, the thing that's I've always seen that makes me different is being more imperfectly messy and just being myself. So it is very easy to think that we need to create perfectly curated images, right? Just if if you're feeling me right now, just get up in the chat and you know you need to create like the perfect photo and maybe the perfect video with like professional lighting and professional everything. That's good sometimes, and it's good to create that for your brand, but every once in a while, what I want you guys to do is remember that there's millions of fitness coaches out there. The thing that really the only thing that's going to make you really stand out is being you because there's only one you. There's only one, let me see who we got here. There's only one Ray. There's only one Dana. There's only one Mishka. There's only one you. There's only one way that like, because there's people out there that are only going to resonate with you. And how are they going to know who you are if you don't showcase the things that make you different? And a lot of that is talking about your story and where you came from and how you became a coach and how you became a trainer, even where you like, because the thing about me that makes me a little bit interesting that I never thought was my lean in story was the fact that I was on VH1 for 14 seasons on a heavy metal talk show. I'm going to tell you a quick story of how this really relates to you guys. And I want you to start to think in your mind how you can pull out a story from the past and bring it and use it as your message today to make you stand out from the crowd when you use it, when you tell your story in your marketing. So uh, back when I was transitioning from being a heavy metal girl, so I was on this TV show on VH1, all about heavy metal music for 14 seasons. And I was trying to build my online coaching business when that show got canceled. And I was trying to start to be in the fitness space. So I had to retell the story from being known as this heavy metal rocker chick to then being known as fitness girl and a girl that could help you transform your life. It was two very, very different things. So I always thought nobody wants to hear about VH1. I want to completely put that in the past. In fact, I want to hide it. I don't want anybody to know about it. Put it away. I want to like block it from Google. Can I get rid of it online? I actually was asking people like, how do I get rid of my past? But it wasn't until this one day that I realized that that was actually the thing that made people lean in and made me stand out amongst all the other trainers and fitness coaches. Because when I got my first big media segment, which was on PBS, uh, I thought that I was going to go in and talk about how to eat right and how to work out with this woman, Joanna Gagas, on this show called, um, oh my gosh, I forgot what it's called. You, something about your like life and living, like life and living on PBS. And I go there in my workout clothes, ready to be Miss Fitness. But when I got there, she didn't want to talk about working out or eating right. Her story that she wanted to tell, why she brought me onto the show, was to share how I went from being on VH1 and being a Broadway actress to now transitioning and coaching celebrities and CEOs and entrepreneurs on how to get their best body and their best life. And of course, it transitioned into talking about health coaching, but the lean-in story, the story that she led with, the thing that made me different, the thing that made her want to feature me was the thing that was unique to only me. The thing that I thought was messy. The thing that I thought nobody wants to hear about that. That is no, that doesn't have anything to do with what I do now. That was the thing. So what I want you to think about right now is what's the story that makes you unique? What's the story that makes somebody out there think, I want to coach with her or I want to coach with him because I really relate to that specific story that they can't relate to anybody else because it's only your own. Maybe it's a messier story. Maybe it's a story that you've never told before. 
I would bet that that's the thing that's going to make you relatable. And in the attention economy, when everybody's grasping for attention, you have to have a story that makes people lean in and that's unique. And usually it's the one that is only unique to you. Usually your mess becomes your message. So I want you to think about that right now. And how can you curate that story and curate your messaging to make you more you? That's why someone's going to hire you. Not necessarily because you can help them lose weight. A lot of people can do that. Google can do that. Someone's going to hire you because they want to work with you because what you've overcame because of your life experience, because you're the type, because they see themselves in you. I went on a tangent, but I hope that that was helpful. That's good. It's the foundation, right? It's the number one thing people can't steal. My brother's a filmmaker and, you know, he creates content for a lot of guys. And he says the key is to create scenes that people can't copy. You know, because he's like, wow, you can only see, you know, you only see a certain scene in a James Bond movie, right? There's just opening scenes that like that make James Bond movies, James Bond movies. It's the same thing with our business. What scenes can we create that nobody can replicate? It's a part of the reason I include my parents and in some of my stories, because like nobody's got a Papa Luch. You know, I think my dad's here right now, right? No one's got a Mama Rose, right? So just like little things like that. So I'd love for you to kind of expand on that because I think a lot of people, uh, underestimate the power of their story, you know, some things that you've done to kind of make it larger than life. Mm. Um, I built a whole brand off the nickname Skinny Vinny. And I honestly didn't think it was a big deal until I worked with a copywriter who also was in television. And then he rewrote my story. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's my story. So speak to the people who are like thinking, I don't have a big story. I'm just a kind of normal person. Nothing really major happened in my life, which is what I thought too. Yeah, well, sometimes that's the story, which is interesting. So if there's plenty of people out there that are sitting there thinking, well, nothing really major ever happened in my life. I'm just a little unhappy. I could just be better. There are people out there that think that they are just like, oh, you know, I need to have this big major thing that happened to me. What if you were the person and your story genuinely was, I came up from a great family. You know, I decided that I wanted to get into fitness because I genuinely wanted to help people. I always thought that my life was good, but I wanted to be great. You know, that feeling that you can't really explain to people that you're just kind of stuck in the middle of the road. Nothing's really great, but nothing's really bad. It's kind of just middle of the road, Joe. Well, that's how I felt before I got into fitness. And then when I started training, I started to push myself and see that I could be great, that it could get great. And I started to step outside my comfort zone. Like that could be a story. So I don't want you to downplay your story if you don't have some huge dramatic thing. A lot of people get caught up in that because they hear a lot of people on the internet with their dramatic rags to riches story or whatever. They're like, I don't have a story like that. Whatever your story is, is unique to somebody. And an exercise that you can do sometimes is, is think about where you were 10 years ago or five years ago. What would you have needed? Who would you have needed to say to you, I know exactly what I would have needed. I'm sitting here on this call and I'm like, shit, I would have needed a leader like Vince. I would have needed a call like this. I never had this. What, who would I have needed? What, what would have I needed to hear to get me to build a successful coaching business or to change my life or to get my fitness right when I was bulimic, um, depressed, in a really bad place? You know, well, what is that for you? Before you started coaching, drop it in the, drop it in the chat really quick. Before you started becoming a coach, where were you and what would you have needed? Who would you have needed? What would you have needed to hear if you were scrolling? What was going to make you stop scrolling? And sometimes I'll just talk to people like past Jen. I'll be like, all right, I'm going to talk to past Jen right now. I'm going to write a story for her. 
I'm going to tell her what one tip that she needs today that could change her life. That is so that's easy copy. That's easy right. storytelling. And your story that like there is no judgment on stories. Don't should all over yourself. OK, when you should all over yourself, you make a big mess. That's like, oh, I should have a story that's like really dramatic. Sometimes a little story like honestly, like Vince, I love your story of like skinny Vinny. It's not super unbelievably dramatic. Like you were, you know, completely broke on the floor with nothing. And then, you know, it was, you were made fun of for being skinny. So there's so many guys out there that are skinny and they're like, I really want to build muscle. And I don't want to learn, no offense. I don't want to learn from somebody that didn't experience that too. So what's an experience that you had personally in your life that your ideal client or customer can relate to? Can you tell a story around that? And that's uh, how I was guided. The advice that Jen's giving you guys is exactly how I was guided. And I had a very simple approach to building muscle. And I was trying to figure out what do I call my muscle building business? No nonsense or no BS? I just went with no nonsense. But then the stories evolved as I started getting to lifting heavier weights. And I started getting hurt. And then I realized the new story was helping guys lift lighter weights while still getting bigger. So that became a new story, which was you don't need to lift heavy. You need to lift smarter. So a lot of stories will evolve out of your continuation of evolving, but the, at the foundation, everything was built around. I think what people are looking for, Jen, to hear from me is like, is there a formula or is, have you codified this down to like, for me, the, the codification was like, I just took a simple approach to building muscle. It was no nonsense, but mm -hmm. then lots of stories came from that, that overarching theme. I think people are getting kind of stuck in what story do I tell? And, and, and mine was. Yeah, there was an internal transformation, but there was also an external transformation, you know, yeah. thoughts on that. There's, I mean, there's so many stories within a story and we can always tell different parts of the story every day, depending on what we want to like relate to with that story. So is there a trending topic? Are you launching something specific? Are you looking for, to bring in a specific type of client, a specific time? Is there something happening in the news and the media that's relevant in that moment that ties into one of the pieces of your story. So you can have a story bank with all different little pieces of that. So Vince, you told a bunch of stories within one. I'm sure there's different moments in your experience. Maybe the first time that you started lifting heavier, you were in the gym that day and you're like, what, what's this? And you pushed really hard and you had this aha moment. Maybe it was like three weeks later where you started to see a transformation in your arms and you finally felt this thing that you'd never felt before. And you're like, what is this? And there's so many, and you could relate that maybe to something that's going on that's relevant in the news. I found that if you start to uh, tie your content into things that are trending on the internet or things that are trending in the news and you're just hopping on a trending story, you can go viral really quickly. Pay attention to what people are paying attention to. But there's also a really great structure that I use for storytelling. If you guys have no idea how to tell your story in a really succinct way, I call it the simple structure story. And it's a three-part framework. It's so easy. It's so tangible. It's so tactical. So you can write it down. It's three parts. You've got the conflict. You've got the resolution, and then you've got how you fit into the story. Conflict, resolution, how you fit in. Let me give you an example. So you start with a conflict. The conflict doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be mind blowing. Like I was, you know, I like I was completely broken on the floor and I had nothing. And then I, you know, had to find myself. I will use one of your examples here. So Mishka says, I was plastic surgery obsessed. I almost died in Colombia pursuing my dream body. Oh my gosh, that's a conflict. And that's a big one. Okay. But let's use that as an example. So she could start her story off with, hi, Mishka. At one point in time in my life, I was plastic surgery obsessed. I almost died in Colombia pursuing my dream body. 
And then she'd go into the resolution. Now, I don't know her personal resolution. Mishka, I'm sure you could write this out really beautifully. I can't tell you what it is, but I'm hoping that in some way, shape or form, it was I was able to release my obsession, get healthy uh, and find my way towards living a um, loving my body and loving myself for who I am. And then how you fit in the third part. Then you would say, now I help other people go from being plastic surgery obsessed or going from wanting to have the body of somebody else to loving their own body and creating their most beautiful version of themselves. There you go. Conflict, resolution, how she fits in. Three parts. You can have those three parts to any story. And it makes any story really interesting to listen to and to lean in. And if you want to tie that in to something that's timely, that's happening in the news right now, you totally can. So, oh my gosh, Mishka, your topic is really great because you could say, have you seen Kim Kardashian's XYZ article about XYZ? You know, there's so many celebrities right now or, you know, Demi Moore's face or whatever. Uh, Find an article that's trending right now about plastic surgery and say, well, yeah. And you could do like a little Instagram with the green screen. Those are going viral right now. Take a screenshot of the of the article of a pla- like plastic surgery situation with a celebrity that's trending. Put it behind you and say, I want to tell you my story. Hi, I'm Mishka and I used to be plastic surgery obsessed. And I almost died. This used to be me until I then did a lot of work and blah, 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 and realized that I could love myself for exactly who I am. And now I teach other women or I teach I teach all men and women. I teach all humans how to finally love their bodies and work out in a way that feels good. So you don't have to be obsessed with trying to look like somebody else. If you want help with that, DM me now. Boom. Viral video because of the green screen and you're tying it into something that's relevant in the media. You're telling your simple structure story. People are knowing you. They're knowing your lean in story. They're relating to you. You're going to get your ideal clients DMing you and you're going to be telling your story in a way that people can understand and relate. Jen, that's genius. It's so, so good. And uh, you know, some of us have um, scary stories to tell. Uh, some of them might be controversial. Some of them might be embarrassing. One thing one of my mentors taught me was tell your story every freaking day. I don't assume anybody here knows the skinny Vinny story and that I was a scrawny, weak, long distance runner with the worst muscle building genetics in the world. And I was the classic walking billboard for the guy who couldn't get the girl. And for the guy that uh, had uh, couldn't win an arm wrestle against anybody, I tell that story every single day because people say, oh my gosh. And I go into details on that. And people think, oh, I already told that story. And you're telling the same story that you shared the last time you spoke, but talk about the importance of having to share the story over and over and over again. Yeah. So one of my rules, I've got like 10 laws of content creation. One of my laws is that you never share anything just once. Never share anything once. Here's the thing. First of all, because of the algorithm, nobody's seeing your stuff. Not as many. Some people are, but barely. I'm telling you, most people that you think are seeing your stuff are actually not because of A, the algorithm, and B, the attention span. So number one, not as many people are seeing your things as you think. And number two, she's getting laughs here, but you know that I'm right. And number two... People forget immediately, they read it and then they forget and it needs to be pounded into their head. And then also people hear a story in different ways on different days, depending on where they are in their timeline. I could have totally missed Vince's story if I was thinking about something different when I was reading it a couple of weeks ago. And then if I'm on like a muscle building thing and I'm trying to build more muscle and I read Vince's story again, even though I already read it, if I read it now, wanting to put more muscle on, it would resonate with me even more. And I would probably click through. But if he didn't post it again, then I wouldn't even remember or know because it wasn't relevant to me two weeks ago. So people's interests change. People's desires change. 
and people are not seeing your stuff. So I always repurpose my content. If you go and you look at my Instagram, you will find the same videos, the same photos, the same things, just in different cuts, different captions, different photo with a different caption, telling the same story in a different way. And the cool thing about that is no one really remembers. And I know that for sure because I repurposed one Forbes article two different times. It was the exact same Forbes article, but I used two different photos to showcase it and two different captions. And they both got me the exact same amount of, of engagement, of emails in my inbox, of DMs, of shares from the same people that did it the first time. And they didn't even realize that it was the exact same article twice. People aren't paying attention as much as you think. And you need to share the story again and again and again so that it gets ingrained in their head and they hear it differently a different in a different time and space in their life. I've had so many clients reach out to me saying uh, clients that are like members of our mastermind now and members of our things and like coming to our events. Like, Jen, I heard your story so many times, but for some reason today it resonated with me. Hmm. Oh, because you were ready to hear it today. You weren't ready to hear it last week. You weren't ready to hear it last month. That's really good. Um, I'd love to hear some more of those content rules, by the way, because Instagram just made a big update this past weekend. And uh, I think it's shifting to what a lot of us prefer. We can maybe come back to that in a bit, but uh Talk a bit about like some of the things not to do. When I was growing my fitness business, the way to grow a YouTube channel was basically to throw rocks at everybody yeah. else and yeah. to, you know, criticize. And that really rubbed me the wrong way. And I even got caught up in it a bit where I'm like, I know which topics to talk about if I want views. And I started making all these videos on things I didn't agree with, but they came from, I actually didn't agree with them, but they came from a, a ill spirit. They didn't come, they, I wasn't making them from a, a place of truly wanting to serve and help people. I knew they were going to get views. I actually ended up deleting over 20 videos in one day. Cause I said, I remember when I made that video, that video, that video, it didn't come from a good spot. So it's easy to get attention these days. If you go do stupid stuff. And I think that's where a lot of people get stuck. Like, do I have to be a clown? Do I have to, you know, you know, criticize, do I have to talk about controversial stuff? Um, how do you guide? being true to yourself while also not being super safe and not super bland and vanilla, but leaning into what you truly believe. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a slippery slope. And I think everyone's a little worried about it these days because cancel culture is so extreme. And there's, you know, a lot of people that get on the internet and specifically make videos about people <laughs> talking about them and they're gone dead. And like, they're, um, called commentators now. There's all these things that happen. So it's, I understand. I just want to let you guys know that I'm with you where it's like, oh my gosh, how far can I push it? How far of a stance can I take without, you know, really? And, and you want to think about it. If you're building a brand, but, and I, this is vision day. So I want you to really think about that big vision and understand that you've already achieved it. Let's envision that you've already done it. You have become the recognized expert in the space. You're doing everything you want to do. You've got the millions of followers. You've got the huge brand. You've done it. You've got the books. You're speaking on stages, all the things it's there. Think about that. And what would you like on the internet about you when you've created that? Because once you've created that, people are going to be talking about you. Do you want them to say great things about you? Or do you want them to say, oh, well, they got there by talking bad about people mm. or they got there by putting toxic shit on the internet? Hmm. I want to be known for always speaking my truth and being exactly who I am from my heart. And if I say something that is taking a stance on something, that's important. Yes, you want to do that. But I'm taking a stance from something that I believe in to be true in my heart. It's coming from me and I'll back that up 100% till the day I die, or at least for a while. And then if I decide that I don't want to back it up anymore, I'll come out and I'll say I don't. But anything that I take a stance on is something that comes 
from my heart that I will not be embarrassed by once I get to become a big celebrity and a big star and I won't want it taken down off the internet. So always ask yourself that. Be the person that you are stepping into being right now. Envision that you are that big, famous trainer, coach, entrepreneur, business owner, thought leader. That is you. What do you want on the internet? Create content like that. That's fantastic. I think they want your content rules if you were a... Yeah, I'll get, the, I'll get the link. Of course, I'm going to share it with them. I'll put it in the chat while you ask content, me the question. Content rules to get seen. I think, how do we continue to get seen? I, I think, you know, you're, you know, you're expanding. Your social media is amazing. You're getting on stages. Um, I'd love to hear the content rules while you pull those up. I'd love to also hear just what are you doing tactically? Like your strategy, like how are you thinking, Jen, about how to position yourself how to expand, you know, are you trying to expand? Are you trying to, you know, what, what is your mindset these days in getting seen? Yeah. Um, and I can open that up and share my screen with you guys and, um, and go through that. So for my personal, my personal strategy right now, I have my big book coming out. It's coming out in October. So that's going to be a really big push for me. And this is actually a, a totally scary big push for me, Vince. Like I've never written a book, never done a book launch. Like it's with Hay House. It's, um, I remember when we were in the hot seats to room together and you were getting your plan from uh, um, from some big wigs in that room that day. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a big thing. So, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot that goes into a book launch. So what I'm doing right now is what I want all of you guys to do. And it's not, it's not one level. I mean, it's literally, it's not a high level thing. It's everybody should be doing this. You and the thing that I've experienced is the way that I've grown so fast is because I've been omnipresent. And Vince, you'll say, you'll over time, every time I bump into someone, they're like, I see you everywhere, you're crushing it. It's perspective because I'm working my ass off to be unbelievably visible, to be seen everywhere. I'm double downing on creating content. I'm communicating with my followers. I'm engaging. Nobody does my social media for me. I'm going to repeat this. Nobody. I don't have a team in my social media. It's me. And I recently changed that. I had a VA in, in my Instagram until 2022, the beginning of 2022. I said, I'm taking this over. I'm going to double down. I'm going to make my word of the year content and I'm going to actually grow like and engage. And I'm going to create con and I'm going to see the data and I'm going to be in there myself and I'm going to build community. And I want to see what happens if I do this for a year. And I focused and I did all of my own and I engaged with everyone. And I was in my DM sending people voice memos and it was me. And I was posting all of my reels. And what happened when I did that was I saw firsthand what people liked what people mm. didn't like, what questions they had, where they commented, where they engaged, where they didn't, the reels that didn't work, the posts that didn't work, most importantly. And I actually saw what worked so that I could repurpose and reuse that. And I figured out what my followers really want. And because of that, I was able to create more content and more offers and more things for my people from what I was actually seeing from being inside of my social media. And I'm growing organically really quickly. And the other thing that I'm doing that's different now, you guys, to grow organically fast, I don't know if this is like, because I'm doing this that I'm growing, but I'm going live every day. I go live every single morning while I put my makeup on. I've been doing that for about four months now. And since I've done that, I've been growing over a thousand followers organically every single day. I don't know if that's the thing that's doing it. I'm not going to promise you that if you do that, that's going to happen for you too. But I am going to tell you that that has actually skyrocketed my engagement. And I do think that a piece of it is because I've got no makeup on and I'm like completely vulnerable and sharing and doing Q&A with people. You should join me every morning. I do it. You'll see what I do. And I, I implore you to try to go live more. 
because it's a great way to really connect with people. And Instagram really likes that. It likes when you are social because it's a social platform. They want you to engage. They want you to not just post and ghost. They want you to post and then engage with the people, ask them questions, answer them, respond, DM them, get, get a conversation going. The more you can be social on social media, the more the algorithm is going to favor you. That's what I've learned from my personal experience. And that's on your Instagram, you said? Hmm? That's on your Instagram, right? Yes, that's on Instagram. Yeah. Instagram is my favorite. And you can do, I mean, you it's whatever your favorite is. You could do TikTok, you could do whatever. For me, I, I like to pick one. So I'll post, I create content for one um, thing just to make it easy. And then I take that one piece of content and I repurpose it to all the other places. So I make, it's like, um, you think of it like it's like a wheel. So the middle of the wheel is Instagram for me because it's my favorite. So I'll create everything for that. And then I'll just take that post, post it on Facebook, post it on YouTube shorts, post it on TikTok, on all the other places, but I create it for Instagram. I'm so glad you said that. I do my own as well. And I, you know, I talked to Bedros the other day when I was out hanging out with him and I said, what, what do you do? You write your own posts or you get someone to do it? And he goes, yeah, I write my own posts. Yep. And it's interesting The higher up you go, they don't let people F around with their content. <laughs> it's like, well, you know, if you want to get engagement, you got to pour your heart and soul. So how the heck are you trying to bottle up your heart and soul? You just can't. Like the post I put out this morning, I was out in the rain typing it. I'm like, my freaking phone's getting wet. I'm like, I gotta freaking get have to get a new phone just for this dang post here. But I was like so committed to getting this post out this morning. Yeah. And it's, it's again, speak to your your heart and soul, your openness, your transparency, needing like that. That's the that is the raw ingredient. Like people are selling all these courses. You find a person for three bucks an hour and make them a loom video. And then you send it to them and you rift off some content and then they can find your voice and you can automate your content in 15 minutes a day. This is the BS, this is the BS that everybody is listening to today. Yeah, I know. It's not, it's not the way to go. I mean, it's, it's the way to go. If you want to just like get something up that doesn't really grow. I'm going to be honest. It's not, it'll be there. It'll be pretty. You'll have like your, you know, online resume, your magazine of pretty pictures and things that other people created, but people can see that and they can smell it and they can taste it and they know that it's not you. So if you're building, or I would say it doesn't matter what level you're at. If you are wanting to create community and create impact and create a profitable brand where you actually have people and fans that, that you're helping, that will buy from you, that will listen to you, that will uh, be part of your tribe so that one day when you write a book, they'll buy it and they'll support it. And one day when you do a podcast, they'll listen and they'll support and they'll share. You only create genuine community by actually being in there and creating things from your heart and soul and communicating with people. And I've spoken with Gary Vee and he's one of my, like, I really follow him when it comes to content creation because he knows what he's doing. Clearly he does it for fortune 500 companies. And he's like, there is nothing more important. He said this to me, nothing more important than responding to the people who take the time to comment on your post. There's nothing more important in the world. It's like, if you give somebody a gift and then they don't say, thank you. Are you ever going to give that person a gift ever again? Because they didn't say thank you. So someone commenting on your post is them saying thank you for, you know, or them giving you a gift, sorry. And then you can go in and say, thank you so much for commenting. That means the world to me. That will mean everything to that person. And it trains them to then go share and comment again, which is what you want to do. It's how you build community. It's how you build engagement. So you need to be up in there, not yeah, someone else. Talk about getting seen in context, like everybody here, you know, we have a lot of people at different stages of their business where, Hey, I need to make money from my yeah. social media. So how do you balance the call to actions with the engagement, the promotions, like 
Vince, I've been posting for six weeks and I haven't, I need to make sales today. I can't just keep, how do you manage that mindset around posting engagement content versus acquisition CTA content? I love this question because you can't pay your rent with a pocket full of famous. Okay. It doesn't matter how many followers you have. If you are not monetizing your brand, your brand doesn't matter because I want you all to live the life of your dreams. And that means that you need to have a profitable brand, not just a pretty brand with pretty images and lots of followers. That does nothing. It means nothing. Um, my friend Billie Jean always says he, uh, that your um, the amount of money that you make is directly related to the amount of times you ask somebody to buy your shit. So how many times have you asked someone to buy your shit today? If you don't make any offers, you're not going to make any money. But if you make 100 offers a day, you're definitely going to make more money, right? It's however many times you make the offer. However, Vince, you, you made a really great point in like, how do you balance the give with the X, right? And a lot of people have a lot of different opinions on this. Give, 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 ask, give, give, ask, right? Like, what is it? And I think that this is different for every individual. And you need to know your ideal client or customer, and you need to know your offer, and you need to believe in your offer. I think one of the biggest mistakes that especially coaches and trainers make when they're scared to sale or sell, they feel like sales is yucky or they don't want to make the offer, is that they don't have full, complete belief in their offer. So what I like to do to give me confidence to fully believe in my offer is I do this every morning. We actually have a, um, a sales huddle every single morning with our sales team, but this is also for me too. And we read case studies. We read testimonials and we reconnect with the people that we're helping and we hear the amazing results that they're getting. What does that do for me? Holy crap, that fires me up. I'm like, my stuff works. Look at this person that changed their life. She got on Good Morning America last week. She is living her best life. And if it wasn't because we taught her how to do that, she wouldn't have done that. Oh my gosh, I want to scream that from the rooftops. I believe in it so much. I don't want to sell anything. I just want to share it with people this amazing opportunity. And that's what sales is inviting somebody into an opportunity to change their life. Okay. So yes, you're giving amazing value. You're bringing in people and creating community by posting valuable stuff. But once you have an offer that you fully believe in, and you're reading those case studies in the morning, and you're getting really connected to those people that you're helping, you need to make that ask. And you need to be unapologetic about making that ask. Here's the analogy that I like to use, Vince. So Kukir loved the movie Top Gun or love or either Top Gun. Yeah, I'm seeing hands right or maybe um, that show, um, White Lotus. White Lotus, anybody love that? All right, both of those things. If you were to get on the internet when those things were popular, I every single human on my feed, at least, was selling the shit out of Top Gun. They were like, you have to see Top Gun. Oh my God, it was the greatest movie ever of all time. You have to go. People texting me, did you see Top Gun yet? Did you see Top Gun yet? Have you watched White Lotus yet? All of these things. And I'm like, wow, if people only sold their own offers the way they're trying to sell me Top Gun, everybody would be really rich. Because everybody likes to go on and share their favorite restaurant, share their favorite place to travel in Europe, share their favorite hotel, share their favorite show, and then they beg you to watch the damn show. Think about how you sell those things to other people. And I want you to be so bought in about your offer that you can't stop sharing about it on the internet because you are so stoked. And you know, without a shadow of a doubt, that if somebody doesn't take this, it's not even buying it. It's like it's enrolling. It's it's stepping into an opportunity that can change their life. If they don't do that, they're missing out on this opportunity that's going to completely transform everything to them. You need to, to believe that so deeply that whenever you make that offer, it feels good. It doesn't feel gross. So you can make more offers. Feel free to offer. You guys are all providing value because you follow events. You're never going to just be making offer after offer. I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about you guys making enough offers. So just believe in your stuff. That's fantastic. How are you growing your following, Jen? 
how do you get new eyeballs to discover your brand? What are some strategies that you are yeah. employing? The number one strategy that I use to build my brand and that we teach people to use to build their brand is not just by posting because yes, great content's amazing, but because of the algorithm, you can't guarantee who's going to see your stuff. So it's really hard to create influence just by posting on your own, but it's much, much, much easier to leverage what I like to call OPA, other people's audiences. Think about it. If there's somebody out there that has an audience of people that would be your ideal client that already follow them, they've already opted in, they've already signed up for that person, they're already listening, they're already buying, they're already fans, and they're your ideal clients, if you got in front of them, they would then all follow you. And so my strategy is always leveraging other people's audiences, whether that be being featured on podcasts, doing Instagram lives, doing Facebook lives, doing things like this. Look, Vince just put me in front of you guys, right? Like I'm leveraging his audience because you guys are all also my ideal audience. And I would do the same for Vince. He was on my webinar the other day. I put him in front of my audience. It's meeting people, connecting people and leveraging other people's communities because they already have the people. And then you bring them along with you. And then that's how you build. And then you're creating content so that when people do come to you from another person's audience, they're like, wow, this content's amazing. I'm going to stick around. Then they're going to engage with you and then you engage back and they're like, wow, they're a real person that really engages. I freaking love them. I'm going to now support them and be a follower forever and an audience member that loves them. That's how you do it. It's it's very, you guys should all be leveraging each other's audiences. This is an amazing community that Vince has put together. You guys all probably have similar clientele. It's not a competition. It's actually the more you lift each other up, the more you will all grow. So I would highly recommend that you guys partner up, do Instagram live interviews with each other, put each other on your platforms, share about each other on your in your stories and your lives, all the things. I promise you that the more that you do that, the more both of you will grow. No one's going to take something away from the other one because you're all very different and very unique. Yeah, that's how I built my brand way back in the day. I created a little syndicate. It was me, Joel Marion, Craig Valentine, and John Romanello. John was the, uh, um, he was the, uh, wait a second. He was the nutrition guy. Joel was, no, Joel was the nutrition guy. John was the fat loss guy. I was the muscle building guy. And uh, Craig was the body weight guy. And we made an agreement at an event that we were going to promote each other's stuff just whenever. So you come out with something, I gotcha, vice versa. And that's how we all grew our businesses and people started doing the same thing. And that's why I tell everybody here, you guys got to come to the live events. If you don't even come to single one of the speakers speak, but you just go to the gym, you go out into the, uh, you know, into the, the uh, parts or whatever, and just create content together, you will build your business because you need eyeballs. So maybe just talk a bit about how you've codified you know, any specific strategies, what you just shared, you know, we do vision day once a month. So this is an opportunity to collaborate with at least three people every month. I do live events because at every live event, we can collaborate with our speakers. So I, that's actually a part of our marketing strategy. Um, I think some people also think, oh, isn't this kind of like, like, how do I do this genuinely? Don't they think I'm just asking for something? How would you reply to that where people feel like I'm just asking somebody to collaborate for the sake of gaining. And they feel mm. like, I don't want to, I don't want to approach my friends. I don't want to approach Jen. She knows why she's going to think that I just want to take her following. How do I approach Jen? Because speak to that. Yeah, this is the greatest topic ever. So I always lead with always providing value and don't ever expect anything in return. So what I want you guys to have the mindset of is how can I help these people? How can I help people? H-O-P-E, help one person every day. 
Don't even expect something in return because you might not get something in return from that person that you want that return from, but you'll get it from somewhere sometime at some, like someplace when, when it's for you. So focus on providing value as much as humanly possible to the people that you want to connect with. Just provide, 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 because I promise you that one of these days, the law of reciprocity is going to kick in and that person's going to be like, oh my God, you've helped me so much. Can I please do something for you? And I'm also going to give you one really cool tip. This thing happened. This happened to me today. Are you ready? Who here hates asking for help? Who here hates, doesn't like asking for help? Be honest, raise your hand. Okay, I don't like asking for help either. It makes me very uncomfortable, which is why I'm like, I'm always providing value to other people before I ask for anything. But this happened just today, okay? I have a best friend who is an unbelievable doctor and I was like worried about a health issue and I was like sitting on asking her. I was sitting on it for like a week. Uh, if I could ask her about this or ask her for help or anything, I was like, I don't wanna bother her. I don't wanna bother her. I don't wanna ask her for help. Finally, I called her today and I asked her, she said to me after she was able to help me and she went above and beyond and is still continuously going above and beyond to help me. She's like, thank you so much for giving me the gift of letting me help you. This is what I love to do. And if you didn't ask me, you wouldn't have given me this amazing feeling that I feel right now from being able to help my friend. So every time you're asking somebody for help, you're giving them an opportunity to feel seen and to feel great about helping you. So how do you guys feel when you help somebody else? Does it make you feel good? Would you, would you feel good if you, yes, yes. feels amazing. You feel important. You feel valued. You feel needed. You feel good when you're able to provide value to somebody and help them in a big way. So think about that when you're asking other people. And as long as you're providing value in return, which I know all of you will be, because if you're sitting there thinking like, oh, I don't want to sound like I'm asking too much. You're probably the type of person that gives more than you ask. So you don't even have to worry. Yeah, Give yes. people the gift of being able to help you. Jen, I've been posting content every day. It's just not gaining traction. I'm like every day I'm you? doing my better. <laughs> I'm pretending. Well, yeah, oh, sure. Oh. It can't be me, sure. And huh? just, what do you do when you're putting yeah. in so much time and effort into creating your content? Like you're pouring an hour, an hour and a half into to the caption, and it just just you get crickets. And that's discouraging because there's so many different thoughts. Don't people like me? And this is like my supposed to be my zone of genius. And if I'm not being accepted or being acknowledged for my zone of genius, like I must be an ultimate failure. Just kind of reassurance in these early days when you're trying to gain traction and people don't know you yet. It's so easy to give up and just look at your content and just get maybe too much validation from your content. But then maybe I don't, maybe I'm not saying anything significant and maybe I should quit. Like, what are your thoughts to those people having those, the, that chitter chatter? Yeah, well, it's normal and it doesn't matter what level you get to, that chitter chatter is always going to be there, right? So let's say you start making reels that get a million views each and you, then you make a reel and it gets 15,000. You're going to be like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, gosh, and I, that's me, right? Okay. So like, I'm like, oh my God, am I irrelevant? Was that not good? Like it's, this is the time that we live in and this is the normalcy of our brains. So the first thing that I want to say is you're normal. If you're experiencing that, don't feel, don't get hard on yourself. If you're feeling that way, like, gosh, am I alone? You are not alone. We live in this crazy world of social media where we're constantly being reassured by the likes and the views. So what I would like you to do, and this is what I try to do on a daily basis is remove my worth from my likes and my views because content isn't everything. I'm going to repeat content. Isn't everything. There are a lot of other ways to grow your business and achieve your dream other than becoming a social media sensation. 
It's harder now than ever before to become a social media sensation because of the algorithm, because of all the rules that are on it, because of the attention economy, because of everything that we just talked about. So what if you went a different direction? There are other ways. You could develop a podcast that gets extremely well-known. You could develop a YouTube channel. You could be a speaker and speak on stages. You could write a book that goes viral. You could write articles on blogs. There are so many other ways other than Instagram and social media to become a recognized expert as well as mainstream media, which people don't necessarily double down on anymore these days, which is a way that you can for sure go viral. We had one girl that um, she she had like no traction on her social media. She was basically like living on food stamps when she found us. And I'm, I, I'm saying that she's very open about this story as well. And we talked to her about using her mess as her message and telling her story and her real story of who she truly was. And so she pitched it to the New York Post and the article went viral. And now she has hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram and she's verified and she's making like, she just bought a BMW, like she just bought a brand new house for her family. She's absolutely crushing it. It's because she got one article in the New York Post that went viral. So there are other ways to do this. So don't put all of your eggs in one basket, be Mm -hmm. everywhere and understand and know that you are enough exactly as you are. And as long as you're doing good work in this world and you have a good, we all have good stories, but you're doing good work and you're doing it for a good reason and you're showing up and you're doing the things that are in your zone of genius, you will become known. You just can't give up. The only way that you will definitely not reach your dreams and not reach what you want is if you give up. That's the Mm -hmm. only way. If you keep going until you get it, you'll eventually get it. Or, or you'll get something so much better than you thought you even wanted. So this cool thing happens where if you are consistently taking action to getting the dream, maybe the dream isn't for you and that's okay, but maybe a different dream, a better dream is for you. And you wouldn't have known that that dream existed if you gave up. That was my story. I thought I wanted to be an actress. I thought that was the be all end all. I was going to be an actress in movies, on TV, on Broadway. That's what I studied. That's what I wanted more than anything in the world. But I kept taking action and I kept following my bliss and I kept doing the things that showed up and I kept going, even though I had to pivot and I pivoted a lot of different ways. And I let I let the road go like this. But the one thing that I didn't do was I didn't stop and I keep letting the dots connect. And it led me to performing, but in a way that I never envisioned being a Mm -hmm. keynote speaker. Which is way more profitable, A, (laughs) B, way more fun because I get to say my own words and I don't have to say somebody else's lines and I don't have to wait for somebody to pick me and audition every single day. I can choose myself. So I didn't know that this whole motivational speaking thing existed when I wanted to be an actress, but this is now me getting to use my gifts in a different way. The only thing that would have stopped me from getting here is completely stopping, but I never stopped. I didn't know this dream existed. So sometimes the vision that you want is not even a vision yet, but you just have to keep trying things in order for the vision to formulate and to show itself. That's so true. A lot of wisdom there, Jen. Thank you so much. Are you ready for like a rapid fire? Round, we won't be able to get to oh, those yeah. questions if we, we don't keep them like maybe like one to two sentences. Yeah, I know. Best. I talk a lot. I'm so fired no, up. No, I'm the same. Do your best, but okay. I think they'll land uh, more powerfully if we do a rapid fire round here. So, um, number one, biggest mistake you see people make when trying to get seen? Mm, to be too perfect, too put together, too polished. When did your brand really take off this past year? Can you identify, you might've already said it earlier on with the lives. Would you say that? Or is there something else that helped to just have another gear? There was one reel that went viral and it was because I took a stand on something a little bit controversial. It has about 3.5 million views and it's it was a reel that I did and that, that's what took off. And then, I don't know, it set me into an algorithm that really worked for me. 
Oh, interesting. We'll have mm-hmm. to go find that one. Yeah, it's about decision making. Ooh. What's your vision? Oh man, my vision is to become the greatest motivational speaker in the world. Oh, I remember you saying that, by the way. And um, I think it was, it must have been the uh, last Florida event. Oh, the Miami one. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. That's um, how, how did you find your vision? What I just shared, a lot of a lot of messing up, a lot of, excuse me, like me- messing up and falling on my face and not getting it and getting rejected and having to pivot and having to shift and having to try hard things. And actually, and this is, and I'm going to go short. I know Vince, this was supposed to be rapid fire, but my first speaking engagement ever was when I was a trainer and it was in front of other trainers at a fitness studio with no shoes on and no microphone. There was like 12 people in front of me. And I was there to share my story of building my personal training business with these other students. And I had never spoken before in my life as myself, only as an actress. And I shared my story for the first time. And the girls that were sitting on the floor started crying. And I saw them crying. I was like, this can happen. You can impact people like this by speaking. I didn't even know. And at that moment, I was like, I got to do this. I got to help people feel seen. And that was one of the ahas for me. And so then I keep kept going in that direction. Wow. That's awesome. Um, how do you handle bad sales days, weeks, mm-hmm. months? We get this question a lot. I just had a bad yeah. month. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember this. I've, I have the word ta- time tattooed on my wrist. Uh, well, time never stops. Okay. So no matter what, if you have, you've gone through hundred percent of your worst days. If you're sitting here right now, listening to this a hundred percent of the bad days, you've gotten through them. You've gotten to the other side. The only thing that I know for sure in life is that the day will end. The day will end and you will get up tomorrow and you will get to try again. And all of the fuck ups and all of the bad days will just lead you to a different strategy or a something, a learning, a way you can do it better. If you don't take the learnings from the failure, then the failure, you're not leveraging the failure because the failures, especially in sales, are the greatest gifts. I would never have learned how to sell if I didn't fail miserably in the beginning, if I didn't have really bad sales calls or really bad pitches from stage. So though all of those bad ones made me better, but I had to remember during them when it was just horrible and hard. And I was like, am I ever going to make any money? Is it ever going to work for me? That as long as I keep ideating and keep trying and keep understanding that that day is going to end and a new day is going to come and I get to restart every single day with the things that I learned from the day before, I'm going to become better. And you become better over time and not from just sitting around thinking about it, but from trying and doing. Clarity follows action. Mm, That's awesome. I love that. And two more quick ones. What do you do when you're in a funk, your energy, your mojo, your just fire? It's just in the tank. Yeah. Just in the tank. Just don't feel like doing that live. Yeah. Well, I've been there and I do it anyway. That's why we're all fitness people. I I don't need this preach to you guys. When you're in a funk, you still go to the damn gym because you have discipline. And the best way to get out of a funk is to take action. Sometimes we need to sit in our feelings. And sometimes we need to just be feeling our emotions. I don't want to tell you not to feel your emotions and not to be okay with being in a funk because we're humans and we're going to have them. But what I like to do is I like to put my funk in a container. So I'll tell myself, okay, Jen, you can be in a funk, but it's for 24 hours or it's for one hour or it's for 30 minutes or it's for 45 minutes. And when that time is up, then you're going to get your ass to the gym. And you're going to go move your body because usually for me, and I could, you guys are probably relate to me because you guys are fitness people. Moving my body always snaps me out of a funk. Putting on some good music and taking a walk or lifting some weights or doing something that moves me will move my mind. 
Rarely the other way around. You don't ever want to go move. You don't ever want to go do the Instagram live, but the Instagram live always shifts me into a better mood once I just do it. You just got to do the damn thing. That's awesome. And um, tell us one final thought on my favorite quote, vision is what gives pain purpose. A lot of people are in pain right now, going through suffering, challenges, difficulties, unanswered questions. Just just speak to the power of vision, uh, being able to pull us through those tough days, tough weeks. Mm. Okay. So what I want you to think about is your life is like a beautiful constellation, right? It's all of these dots that connect to make this beautiful story. It's like a, a really pretty picture in the sky. And it wouldn't make that beautiful picture in the sky if you didn't have all of those dots, all of those little moments that connected all of the lines to make the pretty picture. And sometimes those dots are rock bottom moments. Sometimes those dots are the really, really, really rough times. But if they didn't exist, then they wouldn't connect you to the really great times. And when you look backwards and you connect all of the dots, it always makes sense. You're always like, of course that bad thing had to happen to me or I wouldn't end up here. So when you're in the thick of it and you're in the moment of a moment that's not so good, Maybe it's like, for me, I, I was madly in love with this one guy. And then one day I woke up and I found a woman's underwear in his bed and he broke up with me. But that's the same guy that ended up introducing me to my husband years later. So that was a broken heart dot that led to my love dot. Mm. So what I want you guys to remember is when you look backwards, it always makes sense. And time never stops. So the discomfort that you're in is only temporary. So when you're creating your vision and you get into those funks or you get into those moments where it's not working out, understand that one day you will, un- you will know why that dot was placed there. You'll know, you'll see it. You got to trust that the dots will connect. That's so good. Jen, thank you so much. Where can we follow you and uh, how can we support you? Oh, you're the best ever. Well, I love you, Vince. This was so fun. Follow me on Instagram. It's really me. I'm really there at Jen underscore Gottlieb. That's where you can find me. And all the stuff is there. And shoot me a DM on there if you want to connect. And I'm just so grateful that I could spend my time with you guys. This lit me up and this really uh, put me in a great mood for the rest of my day. Thanks, Vince. You crush it as always, Jen. Thank you so much, guys. If you got value from this, be sure to share this on your social stories. Tag me, tag Jen, and we'll likely repost it and help you get scenes. 